thank you for coming back and watching our, the episodes of Persian Magi. Uh, we have to be very fast because, as you know, we are, we are saying is uh, absolutely a taboo in Iran and therefore we are under the threat of uh, prosecution or execution. In fact, what I'm saying will give me um, several death sentences if the government finds out. Uh, today I want to speak a little bit more about uh, the structure of Ishtar Temple what was going on in Ishtar Temple, which is, as I said, equivalent to our Shi Devil Jehi, or Jehu. In the Ishtar Temple, as you know, girls who are unmarried girls, they used to go to the temple and they, they committed uh, prostitution for Ishtar. And this prostitution is uh, worship. Uh, in fact, the highest worship. So, if you are a girl in, say, in Babylonia in, or in Sumer, uh, ancient Sumer, you go there because you want to worship Ishtar. And uh, there are other kinds of worshiping, just uh, let's say, like uh, worshiping to God every night and like that. But uh, the Heavenly reward, uh, if for this prayer at night the heavenly reward is 10 rewards, then you, when you go to the temple and you commit uh, sacred prostitution, the rewards are thousand times, thousands of times more. So this is what they were doing. And if you accept it by heart, it will be easy for you to understand. And uh, more, I think more important even it is for men to understand because men used to go to these temples and, and to sleep with these girls and they, they selected their women from among these girls. It means uh, uh, the youngsters chose their partners from these temples. A man would not say, Oh, the, this girl has been sleeping with many, that, so I, I cannot take her as my wife. In fact, it was the contrary. Uh, because uh, when you deeply believe in Ishtar as a man in your heart, you will believe that the more a girl has worshipped Ishtar, uh, she is better. And those whores are, these men consider them as better women and better nature and better morality. That's why they chose the horse from the temple. And even after they are married, they will, they will, the women again will come to the temple of Ishtar and they will do prostitution. And because this is the prayer, they cannot uh, leave prayers, they should continue praying. And, uh, and the women, not, the men, their men, not only allow them, but also uh, they are happy because, uh, according to this religion, half of the um, heavenly rewards of the woman, when she is doing prostitution for Ishtar, half of the reward will go to her husband. Okay, so 
two questions come up. Uh, first is, um, I, let me say about the, the first. Um, you may think that mm, that's bad because uh, you don't like prostitution and as a man you don't want your wife to be prostitute. Then you think that in a Ishtar society you will be forced and pushed into prostitution or your wife or daughter to become a prostitute. But this is not the case. Uh, there are many people in the Ishtar temple that they don't want to, uh, to do prostitution, they don't like it. Or they don't want their wife to do prostitution. They want to be uh, mono, monogamous, to remain monogamous. When they want to remain monogamous, <coughs> sorry, they are free to do so. And we think it is beautiful that people are free. People who want to be monogamous, they are free to be monogamous. And those people who want to do prostitution, they are free to be prostitutes. For the past at least 3,000 years, those who have been monogamous have always limited the prostitutes and they have pushed them and the society has come to the point that to the point of monogamous society and uh, prostitutes have been considered as bad and uh, the whole society for thousands of years have been against them but uh, when you look at uh, any city in the Mesopotamia of those times, let's say 4,000, 5,000 years ago, you will see that there is a temple of Ishtar in the middle of the city and there are many homes around it. Look, when you are a prostitute or you, you, you uh, prefer to sleep with prostitutes as a, as a man, you go and virtually live in the temple of Ishtar. You, sometimes uh, those who consider this option, they don't have a home at all. They live in the temple of Ishtar. It is even men or women, either men or women, they live in the temple of Ishtar, so they don't need to have a home. But what, when you see those homes around the temple, what does it say? It means uh, there are many people who prefer to stay um, uh, sometimes monogamous and sometimes a mixture. They stay at their home and they go to the temple for sometimes for, for worship. So there are three groups of people in, in the cities of the Magi. <coughs> One group who are who want to be prostitutes and want to worship Ishtar all the time and they stay in the temple. One group who uh, never want to do that, who, who don't want to do that and they want to have a, a mono, monopoly, mono, monogamy love together and they have a separate home. And uh, I can imagine that many people were had a mixture which means sometimes they were 
living the most of the time they were living in their separate homes, uh, in their own homes, and so they visited the temple uh, time and time again to do the worship. Okay, the next question uh, that comes up is what about the children? What if these girls become pregnant or women are doing prostitution or they, they are getting pregnant from other men? So what will be decided about the kids? Uh, in fact, the, the Magi are uh, mother, what you call it, the generation is relevant to the mother. In fact, uh, nobody cares who is the father. Uh, Magi are not stupid. They know that the sperm of man in impregnates women. Therefore, in fact, they were searching for, sometimes women or girls were searching for um, um, formidable men in order to sleep with them so that they can, uh, they can have uh, healthier uh, and stronger children, but it doesn't mean that they will go to, the, to that man and they will say, this is your child, you should take care of your child. No, the man, nobody asks who is the father of the child. They shouldn't ask. The mother is known and the father is unknown. So if as a woman you bring a child and the father is unknown, uh, there are three ways you can, you can choose. One, the temple keeps children. You can, uh, and, and there are nannies, and there, there is kindergarten for the children separate from the temple who keeps the children. And they, uh, the mothers have the choice to leave their kids with the kindergarten of the, with the temple. Second choice is, uh, and of course the, the charges with the, with, uh, will be with the temple. The mother doesn't need to pay anything. And the second choice is the mothers can keep their own kids. And they want to keep their own kids, okay, let them keep their own kids. And the third choice that I think uh, they mostly practice is a mixture, it means you would like, as a mother, you would like to keep your kids with yourself maybe at night or several days. And another day you will leave, it, leave them in the temple, in the custody of the temple with those nannies. So uh, maybe in the daytime you will leave them in the temple and at night you will gather them from the temple. So temple is responsible for the charges of, of the children. And this way, the mothers will be uh, really free to practice their own life and their own worship. Again, as I said, there are, there are people who don't like this method. And oh, we, we think they are free. And in, I, in fact, we think they are useful. Uh, we will discuss why we think that they are useful. So. There are still people in, in the Magi society that prefer to have, be a wife and a husband and, and raise their own children. And this is their choice. And we are happy to have these kind of families also in our society. 
but this kind of families should not turn against us and destroy the temple and destroy the ways of prostitution of the Magi. Thank you for watching.